right. Welcome back to another episode of, of We Miss Sports. Sports but louder. Sports but louder. Yeah, that's what we're changing to. I forgot about that. Welcome to Sports but louder. No, it's definitely still We Miss Sports. Um, where we discuss sports news, sports business news, business news, sports tech. Um, I don't know. Whatever we find and interesting, we talk about on this podcast, and it has to do with a variety of different things. But they're all some people find it interesting. Yeah, they're they're usually around those themes. Yep. Um, Today, I mean, just like in general, I think the summer doesn't always necessarily have the most to talk about, but, you know, there's still things going on. So, if anything, summer's our prime time for missing sports. For nonsense. Right. Um, it's, it's the one time of year where the name actually makes sense. Um, but given, you know, some recent events, it was MLB All-Star Week. Yep. I, you know, it's, it, it's always weird saying MLB All-Star Week. I feel like it, it should be weekend. Um, yeah. I don't know why but they it do the, it that it way. It's in the middle of the week. It this was week Monday, was. Tuesday. But yeah. it's not always like that? I think it's always just smack oh, okay. dab in the middle of the week. Yeah. Um, and I bet they do it strategically because baseball is usually big weekend sports. So they don't want to miss out on that, right. ticket sales and all. Right. Um, but so MLB All-Star Week happened. Um, those festivities. Um, so we'll talk a little MLB news. We That's kind of rare, so we'll mix that in. A little bit of news on the 76ers front, building a new stadium and all. The SBs happened. Um, home run derby. Um some, some little NASCAR news. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have much. Charles Barkley might go to live golf. That's that seems relevant. Um, but let's start MLB. We rarely do that. Yep. Um, so, like you said, it was All Star Week. So, in terms of um, me as a layman, in terms of events that actually happen during this week, I'm aware of the Home Run Derby. I'm aware of the game itself, the All Star Game itself. What else happens during this week? I think the only thing you missed was they do a celebrity softball game. Oh, sure. yeah, that's think, actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think they do that. I don't know when they do it, but they do a celebrity softball game. That's yeah. interesting. I don't think they really publicize it that right. much. Um, but the MLB All Star Game, it always kind of sneaks up on you. It really came out of nowhere. I came home on Monday night. I was like, oh shit, home run derby. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I was particularly well. Spoiler alert: the AL won uh, three to two, but I was particularly interested in this one because um, I think it was the first year where if there was a tie it would have been settled by the Home Run Derby. Oh, like a, a, new, a new Home Run Derby. A new Home Run Derby, yeah. So they wouldn't do extra innings, they would just do uh, Home Run Derby. Yeah, so it would be, um, here, let me read the um, official case, right? So, yeah, if it's a tie game, um, three players from each league will get three swings apiece, and the team with the most home runs win the game. That'd be pretty electric. So nine swings on each side, whoever has the most homers wins. Damn, they should just, like... They should do that anyway. They should do that anyway. They should yeah. figure out a way to work that in. Now I'm gonna. That's all. That's all everybody's gonna be working for, dude. They should just shorten the game. Yeah. And so that a tie is more likely, so that can happen. Yeah. Do like seven innings, right. but implement that rule. Well, it was so close too. Like you said, literally one run. Yeah. You know, if they cut that a little shorter, I think that would have been awesome to see. Dude, I, I I think in terms of like all star games in general, I think MLB's up there. Well, because the winner, because there's actually something at stake. And I think it's hard. It's one of those games where like you can't not try it. Baseball. It's hard to fake baseball. Right. Like you like. The, you're going to send the best pitchers out there mm -hmm. for an inning. They're going to they're going to throw their best stuff because yep. it's an inning. Yep. And it, like what you can't not try to hit these guys. Mm -hmm. So it's like entertaining baseball. It's a yep. high quality product, and the home run derby is just great. The home run derby is I think has now eclipsed the dunk contest. I don't think that's like a hot take. Um, no, no, I I don't think it's a hot take. I think the dunk contest has lost a little bit of luster over the past few years. But I guess once again as a layman. Does the home run derby have the star power that currently the dunk contest is maybe lacking? Like, are stars 
trying to get into the home run derby. I mean, Juan Soto won it, and right. he's like kind of the hottest commodity in baseball right now. He, you know, turned down 15 years, half a bill. Yeah. Um, well, here's what I think happened. I think the, the MLB revamped the home run derby format so that it became more interesting. They have like now they have a million dollar prize, 750000 for second. Um, meanwhile, the NBA has kind of gone the opposite direction and kind of made the format almost less interesting because now the MLB, they do like it's bracket style, it's head to head. Um, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought it was entertaining. They, those guys, it's funny. They have like a army of small children on the field, well, dude, fielding I, balls. And what I do want to point out is I think the home run derby is like, I don't think enough people talk about how difficult that event is. To swing that bat that hard and that many times in such yeah. a short period of time, dude, it's, mean, like, it's almost like an endurance event. I mean, shout out to the, uh, I don't know what to call them, the pitcher, you know, the, per- the person they select yeah. to lob those balls in. They got a tough job. I, honestly, I was kind of internally wishing that they would pitch faster. I was like, because, you know, the clock is ticking. I wish there was more time for balls to be hit. Right. But, you know, had to commend them anyway. Hard job all around. Yeah, I mean, so, so Juan Soto came up on top. Albert Pujols made an appearance. It was nice to see him get out of the first round. Um, but this kid, um, but Julio Rodriguez, he came in second in the home run derby. He's only 21 years old, which is nuts. Um, I was rooting for him. I was pulling yeah, for him. Yeah, me too. He's got a nice swing. Yeah. Um, but Julio Rodriguez, he came in second. You know he what made was driving seven. me nuts? Actually, sorry to cut you off. It wasn't driving me nuts, but Gatorade with the product placement. Yeah, After everywhere. everyone went up, they were handed a bottle of Gatorade, then they drank it from a cup of Gatorade, and they drank from another cup of Gatorade. It's like, I, I know they're paying money for that to happen. You know, it's a playbook that works. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Julio Rodriguez, he came in second. I think he made 750K, and that matches his current contract. Wow. So just by participating in the Home Run Derby, he doubled his, his yearly salary. For about an hour's work. No, I mean, and what do you get for winning? Is it a million? I think winning's a million, yeah. Uh, but, oh, he got 750 because he was runner-up. Yeah. You don't get anything for just participating. I doubt it. Yeah, Maybe. Right. Who knows? No, yeah, yeah. Sweet. And I think, um, I don't know, I think, like, it, the, I think baseball players just generally get more excited to participate in the home run derby mm-hmm. than... NBA players do to participate in the dunk contest. Dunk contest feels like a bit of a drag. Right. But I think MLB players, like, you know, yeah, I'll go, I'll go hit some bombs. Yeah, I mean, I think to, um, to slightly counter what you're saying, I feel, and I agree that the dunk contest has actually lost its luster, but it's been replaced by the three-point contest, in my opinion, at least, as the most exciting non-All-Star game event for the NBA. And I think players are excited to do the three-point contest. Well, the three-point contest is it's definitely a lighter lift. Yeah. You go out there, you shoot some threes. No, no. But granted, compa- the dunk contest shouldn't be a very heavy lift either. No, no. I mean, the, the problem with the dunk contest is it's not as objective. You know, you're up against the court of public opinion. You know, you don't want to do dunks that have been done. You miss, you're kind of over. Uh, you definitely don't want to get hurt necessarily. Yeah. You know, but... Um, I, like I said, I was rooting for Pujols. He was on right w- about when I turned it on. I think you had texted me or something, and then that's what prompted me to flip it on. Well, it was going to be on anyway, but I decided to watch from that moving forward. I mean, 20 years, 20 years in the league? 21, I 21 think. His first season was 01. Wow. He's an animal. I mean, for reference, that's older than King James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um but speaking of Albert Pujols, I want to make an argument for Albert Pujols as the greatest baseball player of all time. Um, at, least at least first baseman. At least greatest first baseman yeah. of all time. Um, 
So just very quickly, some so Albert Pujols um, play has played 21, 22 seasons in, in the league, but his first 10 seasons um, are arguably the, the best 10 seasons of if baseball of all time. Um, so he averaged, his batting average in those 10 seasons was 331. He averaged 41 home runs. A season. A season. Yeah. And ha- averaged 123 RBIs with 82 wins above replacement. And in a 10-year stretch, the only baseball player to have more than that is Ted Williams. Wow. Um, and in that time, he won three MVPs, um, two World Series, two World, two gold gloves, um, and famously um, made all of his teammates better. Famously? <laughs> Because he was always, he would, like, drag them to the batting cage. Really? And have, like, just sessions with everybody on the team. Jeez. The guy was, was, uh, was a mechanic. Yeah, they, they called him the machine. Um, what else we got here? So, and he was, he was the 402nd pick in the 1999 draft and then was Rookie of the Year by a landslide in 2001. Wow. You got to love a Cinderella story like that, huh? Yep, yep. And Tampa Bay had the number one overall pick in 1999, and they famously... Or, so I don't know. I don't. Exa- I don't know the exact story. But Tampa Bay famously didn't pick Pujols because they didn't think he could play the field. Wow. Guy goes on to win two Gold Gloves. Wow, can't make that stuff up. I'm waiting for his uh, Netflix special. Yep. And then you know he fam- he goes to the Angels on a 10 year, 250 million contract. His he has a few good seasons there. His you know glory days are clearly a little behind him, so people don't really you know give him much respect as he deserves. Mm-hmm. But you know, one hell of a career, Albert Pools. Yeah, no, I mean, when you with a resume like that, I think you you certainly can make a case for yourself. Um, you know, with baseball, I think it's uh, personally for me, I fail to really be able to uh, administer the eye test. Quite frankly, um, you know, it's it's hard to. Like, when I watch Mike Trout, for example, somebody who's like, oh, that's, this is the GOAT, I'm like, well, you know, it's, to me, it's clearly not just about his offense, right. right? It's also about their defense. So objectively speaking, I'm, like, trying to, to determine how solidly of a defender these players are, and it's tough to see. Well, but uh, the numbers don't lie. Like another thing about Albert Poole, so we talked about his first 10 years in the league, but to date... He, him, and Hank Aaron are the only two players in MLB history with 600 home runs, 600 doubles, and 3,000 hits. Not just a power guy. No, not just a power guy. Just a contact um, guy. Yep. That's so, the sort of guy you want to make in the show. Yep. No, in MLB the show, I do. I love Albert Pujols because I never. I'll remember forget. I was sitting at my, I was sitting with my uncle when I was like six years old, and I didn't know who Albert Pujols was. And the same, and the Cardinals were playing. Um, and he goes, that's Albert Pujols. He's, he's the best player in baseball. He's the best player of all time. And ever since, that's, that's really stuck with me. <laughs> that's what he said? Yeah. Um, huge Pujols guy. But, yeah. So Albert Pujols, mad respect, man. And he's a, he's a, he's a family guy. His kids were out there at the home run derby. Um, Just waiting for daddy to retire. Unfortunately, looks like he, unfortunately, it looks like he will not reach 700 home runs. That'd be quite the accomplishment. How, um, many, how many does he have left? It's like 25. Oh, man. So it's not a lot. It might even be 15. Really? But he just he doesn't play meaningful time anymore. Damn. You know, he's, he's a big guy. Are, are they in the playoff contention? Cardinals? I feel like they always are. Maybe they will, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's my, that's my spiel on Albert Pools, the, the, the best first baseman of all time. Well, something else to discuss, though, briefly on the MLB is this is the first time ever uh, in Red Sox history where they haven't won a single series pre-All-Star game against the division team. 
Yeah, they they can't beat anybody in yeah. the AL East. Nope. I mean, the AL East is famous. They're like 0-16-1 or something. Well, they're like the best team. I mean, the AL East is like always kind of the best division in baseball, but, you know, you're not a playoff team if you can't play your division well. Nope. Cardinals, yeah, they're, they're actually sitting pretty sort of. They're always in the hunt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, also in, in Pujol's time with the Cardinals, that, that 11-year stretch, um, six division titles and three wild-card appearances. They only missed the playoffs two times in his tenure. What a beast. Hey, like you said, the resume speaks for itself. Yep. Um, but, you know, another thing about the MLB. So Juan Soto, he, you know, declined 15 years, 440 million, the audacity on that guy. Um, presumptively. 15 he, years with that team, though, or with any team? I mean, 15 years is just a ridiculous yeah. contract like you, length in general. Yeah. I don't I mean, who would want to be locked like down for that long? You'd have to be, long? like, in love with the city, in love with the community, in love with the ownership. Yeah. Like, there's too many things to consider. Um but to turn down half a billion is just kind of crazy to think about. But soon after he did that, the Nationals refused to fly him to the All-Star game. He had to fly commercial. Got in at 1.30 a.m. That's just petty. That's just straight petty. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, the, I mean, presumably he's, like, he's, gonna, he's still on the team, correct? Like, you know. He's still on the team. He's still, he's still, still their a best member player. of your organization. Yeah. In, I mean, it's a signal, really, to, like, anybody else. It's a signal to the other players in the league, future players, that that's how you treat people? Well, I mean, the Nationals, it's, it's kind of becoming a thing. Like, they mm. lost Bryce Hype Harper to a big deal. Mm. Um, and now it looks like Juan Soto, their, their golden boy, is going to be out the door. But, like, if he turned down 15 years, 440, like, I just, what is this guy going to end up getting? Because, it, it, like... Is it is it the way it works? Is like they can pay him more than anybody else, or it's not like that? No, I, okay. there's nothing like that in yeah, the MLB. Yeah. Like any team could really pay them whatever the fuck he that he wants. Right. Um, he's probably he probably turned it down because he either wants to go to like L.A. or New York. Mm -hmm. Realistically, yeah. is what's going to happen. Um, if he if this contract goes over half a billion, uh, I, I don't even know what half think. a billion. You think you could? I mean, four forty got turned down. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? I don't know really anything, but I wonder if it is because of just the length and, like you said, the location. Different market, shorter years, relatively the same amount of money on a per-year basis. I bet it's a no-brainer of a contract. It'll probably end up being like 10 years, 350 or something like that, if I had to guess. That's what all these big contracts are going for. Eating good no matter what. Um, you make one, 35 mil one year, you're like, damn, I still got another 265 to make. That's not bad at all. Um, before we leave the MLB, the MLB has finally joined the other sports, and they're allowing sponsorships on their jerseys, little patches. Yeah, I mean, who who started that? Uh, soccer. Well, soccer's always soccer's done. Always NBA, been like the NBA that, hopped yeah. on it. it. But the is the NFL on that? NFL doesn't need it. No, yeah, they're, they they're doing it. they're doing well enough. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They just they just broke their uh, their previous the revenue, revenue yeah. record. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you get used to it. It's, I guess, it sucks in some ways, but. It's not, like, the biggest deterrent. I think the only – there's only a few teams where I think it actually affects. Yeah. Like, only a few teams kind of have that iconic jersey look in basketball. Right. I mean, not in basketball, in, in baseball. Yeah. Like, I think it would look weird on a Yankees uniform. Yeah. I think it might look strange on, like, a Red Sox or a mm -hmm. Cubs, the teams that are, like, really old, maybe Dodgers. But, right. you know, throw that logo on an Atlanta Braves jersey. Throw it on a Mets jersey. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody will think twice. No. Hey, hot take right there. But probably the correct take. Um, that's all you got for baseball? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, well, uh, 
why don't we switch over to uh, football? All right. So I don't, I don't have much there. It's also the off season for football, but I just wanted to address these Leonard Fournette rumors of him going to camp a little heavy. He's a big boy. Allegedly, he's he's came into mini camp uh, or is expecting to go into mini camp at over two sixty, um, which is definitely large. Do you know what his normal weight is? I believe that's twenty to thirty pounds heavier than right. what he's typically. So it's he's still a hefty man, I think. I mean, yeah. I, I can look up his official. I mean, he's he's a rumbler for sure. Yeah. Let's he, see. He can run some some people over, but he's, he's no Derrick Henry. But let's see what he's. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's supposed to be weighing in at yeah two two twenty eight. So like thirty ish, thirty and some change over. Right. Which, which is no uh, no lightweight. But to turn it into a discussion, what do you think about this obligation of uh, athletes staying in shape throughout the off season? Well, here, here's what I think. I think someone of that athletic ability will have no problem losing 30 pounds. I mean, actors do it all the time. Yeah, actors do it all the time. Like, I know us being former track athletes, it really wasn't that hard to get back into shape for the season. You know, two weeks to a month, you're right, right back into and, it. And we didn't even have access to world-class uh, dietitian facilities. facilities. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I don't think he'll have too hard of a time getting back in shape. I do think if you're getting paid that much money, there should be an expectation that you're at least doing some training year round. I don't think that's that crazy. No. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? No, I think you're you're spot on. I mean, w- what this makes me think about is how, in many ways, the running back, um, at least. This is not. This isn't necessarily my opinion, but it does seem like over the past few years, the running back has become somewhat of a replaceable sort of position. Um, you know, you don't want to necessarily overpay a running back. You can grab one off the street. Somebody can run the ball for you. And so, um, I think these are the little mishaps and uh, career choices that make you slightly easier to replace. Um, do I think they will do that? No. Uh, but I, I do think the onus uh, is to stay in shape. Keep in mind, actually, I don't even know if it's actually confirmed that he is out of shape. Um, I think it's just something that was circulating. Nobody, there's no images, there's no nothing. It's just alleged. Um, I mean, 30 pounds is definitely a lot to pack on, but, I, you know, the season's a, a ways away. He tweeted, he'll see everybody September 11th. Uh, take that warning as you will. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Look, as long as he as long as he shows up and he can play, um, and uh, if we'll put him on Zion, watch. How about that? I mean, if, Zion, if, he he looks like he's good to go, and he was getting the slander, more slander. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, if if he shows up and he can play week one, then Leonard Fournette, all the power to you, man. Do yep. whatever you want in the off season. Yeah, but you know, we'll see. And put, put us on notice. In in other NFL news, this one's a little interesting too. Um, our hometown Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick is uh, they, they released the staff report or staff list for the upcoming season and didn't name an official offensive or defensive coordinator. They still have a special teams coordinator, but there uh, is no offensive or defensive coordinator on the team. It's a team ran by the people. Um, you know, I think I think my gut tells me it's a recipe for disaster. Mm. Actually, no, my brain tells me it's a recipe for disaster, but my gut wants me to say that Bill maybe has it under under control. Yeah. I, I mean, it it goes They've to, done this before, too. It's not like every year they've had a definitive right. OC and DC. Yeah, I mean, t- to me, it's one of those things where titles can be meaningless in a proper organization. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, 
will there be someone calling the plays and making sure those plays are correct? Yes, on both sides of the ball, regardless of if somebody uh, has that title. Um, I definitely do think it's an interesting model, regardless. Um, it, it doesn't seem like there's much rhyme or reason to it. It's just that uh, you don't feel like naming someone. Or nobody's good enough because right. their coaching staff is kind of suspect. But what I will say, <laughs> if this goes poorly, it's just even more ammunition for, like, the, uh, the anti-Bill Belichick camp. Is that a camp that, growing? That camp's been growing, really? even in, like, New England. Really? Um, people have, like, less and less trust in this guy as, like, a GM, as a coach, as, a, like, a people manager, whatever oh, wow. you want to say. Um, as of when? I mean, dude, ever since I kind of like, I mean, ever since Brady left, really, everyone's just saying, like, can he do it without the quarterback? Um, and after last year, and like, they didn't really do much in free agency. Are they a playoff team this year? I mean, the, the official, like, roster rankings came out by some, like, deep analytics group. They have, like, the 21st best roster in the league. And he was only ranked as, like, the fifth best coach. Mm. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if it works out. I feel like, again, I think they've done previous things like this in the past. Mm -hmm. I think the roster is better than people give it credit for. Maybe Max in for a big second year. That's typically when those young quarterbacks make a jump. Um, but we'll see. You know, uh, I haven't listened to WEI in too long, so they're, they've surely yeah. been slandering him. Yeah, they haven't fed anything into your head quite yet. Um, so that's all we got on football. Um, actually, I have one more thing on football. You know, oddly enough... Um, so the Raiders are topping the NFL in ticket sales. Really? Um, 119 million last year in ticket sales. Wow. And also the... Could it be because the Oakland residents are starving for good entertainment? Well, since the Warriors the, uh, the Las Vegas Knights also topped the NHL in ticket revenue. So if anything, Vegas is now... The case study worked. Yeah. Pro sports works in Las Vegas. That's uh, all the extra data points the NBA needed to put them at the top yep. of their expansion That's list. That's all LeBron needed to, to, sign, to sign that check. Wow. It seems like uh, all these, these leagues are hitting um, record numbers left and right. Surely that's unsustainable to an extent, but only time will tell. Yeah, especially coming out of COVID, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I got there. Um, should we talk about 76ers place? Let's, let's talk 76ers place. So $1.3 billion stadium um, to be built sort of in the same location as their current stadium, Wells Fargo, in the city of Philadelphia. Um, it's uh, it's going to be in the fashion district. Yeah, yeah. Because right now all the arenas and stadiums in Philadelphia are kind of clustered into the same relative proximity. I always find it interesting when, 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 uh, when cities do that. Yeah. It's excellent urban planning. You yeah. look at a city like Boston, New York, the stadiums are all over the place. Right. I mean, I think the, the knock, so um, backstory, not necessary, but one of the knocks that I guess uh, is leading to them wanting to relocate it is that they're saying when fans leave uh, the stadium, you know, there's no food nearby. Um, there's not necessarily like places to go get drinks. Um, you know, sometimes fans are leaving the game early so that they can uh, beat traffic because it's not the best place to leave from. Right. Like all these things that to them apparently just make the whole experience less than. There's no, there's no nightlife around it. There's nothing else right. to do. Right. Right. And so they're trying to modernize. I mean, keep in mind, we, we didn't mention this isn't a, this stadium is slated to open like 10 years from now. 2031. Yeah. yeah. So it's a long time uh, coming, but 
no public money. They're saying they they don't. They're not asking for Good any. For them. Yep. So they they heard our slander and they're they're running with it. Sticking it to the Oakland A's. Yeah. So no no. Uh, they said Philly isn't the sort of city where you ask the public for money. And uh, no, they're they're doing their own thing there. But um, here's what I think, dude. I think stadiums, sports stadiums of any kind, stadiums are the new malls. They're making them a place where people want to hang out. You know. Um, Stores. I mean, like they're putting it like storefronts, restaurants, mm. bars, bowling alleys, movie theaters. They're packing it all in. Not Everything to mention they have sports and concerts and other things like uh, uh, monster trucks. Yep, yep. You can put anything in these places. Yeah. <laughs> um, comedy shows. Kevin yeah. Hart loves to do that. Um, I don't know. I think they're realizing that you know people don't just want to be entertained. They also want to buy shit. Yep. Um, and when you're already drunk and you're at a sports game, you're in a good mood, you're, you're going to buy some stuff. Yeah, I mean, what you see, too, at, like, TD, the whole area around there is uh, foot traffic city. You know, people are walking around. They're getting things adjacent to the stadium, uh, in the stadium. It's almost like there's people there constantly, regardless of if there is a sport going Exactly. On. Why should a stadium only be a place of excitement when there's a game going on. Right. You put all this money into building it, especially when it's public money or private money, you might as well have shit to do there when nothing else is going on. 100%. And what I'm interested in, obviously, I mean, they haven't, they're probably not breaking ground on this place for several years, but I'm uh, genuinely quite curious about what a stadium at, like, brand new stadium at that time is going to look like. Well, that's going to be the first, like, new NBA stadium that's, like, Coming up, I feel like I feel like there hasn't. I mean, Milwaukee was new. I think uh, the Clippers. The Cl- yeah, so Clippers I'll, I'll be really there. interested to compare the new Clippers stadium and the new 76ers stadium. Yeah. Those will be coming out within five years of each yeah. other. Yep. And TD uh, probably won't be getting redone anytime soon. But the inside's beautiful. You know, yeah, it's, TD's it's, great. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. Um, you got any other NBA tidbits? Um, well, you know, I don't have any big news, but like you, uh, funny you said tidbits. I do have a a small tidbit. Um, that that came across my radar, but no, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I'm erring on the side of it's probably a, not a great thing. But no active NBA player has ever played the Kings in the playoffs. Damn, that's kind of sad. Yep, it's like no one in the NBA knows what it's like to play a playoff game in against Sacramento. the Sacramento Kings. Wow, you know that's almost a shame because back in the day they got it was a hard place to play. Yep, for those Lakers teams. Yep. Um, do you know the last year they made the playoffs? I mean, it's got to be probably 2003 or 2004, something like that. When they were rocking out with uh, what, whoever those guys were. I don't even remember. Vlade. The last time the Sacramento Kings were a playoff team was 2005-2006 where they lost in the opening round. It's coming up on 20 years. Yeah. They almost made it a couple of years ago. De'Aaron Fox almost had him in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they just struggle to draft, ultimately. I think the front office needs to mix it up. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the team that got relocated. Is Vlade still in that front office? Uh, I know he was like, the, I think he was the GM or something for a little bit. Yeah, let's see. Vlade, yep, he's still, uh, he's still kicking. Oh, wait, no, was most recently. I don't think he is anymore. I think he, he hung it up, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really say. Yeah, that is a team that's, like, prime for relocation. Like, Sacramento, you know, I've never been. I know it's, like... It's the capital. 
Capital of the no fifth shit. biggest economy in the world. Show oh. some respect. I mean, I guess, but it this certainly doesn't get as much attention as the other California no, cities. They're low key over there. But all right, you know, all right. I'm now I'm, I'm rooting. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be rooting for the Kings. I'm rooting for say. the Kings. I'd like to see them make the playoffs now. Somebody needs to know what it's like. You know, if anything, make the play in. I want to see them make the play in. Let's hope for the fans. Yeah. You know, if anything, you know, they kind of fumbled the bag with Boogie. I mean, he 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 it was all in his right to want out of there. If anything, they should really. Uh, you know what? I would help them turn it around. Get rid of the purple. Do a brand refresh. <laughs> maybe that'll bring some good fortune to that city. Yeah, maybe instead of just the the purple heavy, like black and purple. I actually think the purple's a nice touch. But yeah, maybe they do need to switch it up. And they definitely need a new stadium. I know mm. that place is like ancient. Yeah. Um, maybe does Sacramento have any other teams? They have a hockey team, right? I think. Sacramento. I don't know. If Sacramento has many other sports teams. It'd be, um, and therefore, it'd be pretty sad if they lost the Kings. Yeah. That's a great location for my league, I'll tell you that much. Or uh, my uh, career. Yeah, bring, bring, him, bring some love to the city. Bring him out of the dumps. Kings are the only one. Wow. I feel bad for those fans. I really do. Yep. Going on 20 years. Um, but I think if they... Uh, yeah, I mean, 2013 was the closest they got to leaving. Um, and they never won a championship, right? I, I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, or actually, maybe they have. Yeah, no, they have, a, I mean, a long time ago, 1951. So. Shit. So it's a drought. I mean, they weren't even the Sacramento Kings at the time. They yeah. were uh, the, the Rochester Royals. That might have been the ABA days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, shout out the Kings. Hopefully they can they can figure something out. Who they draft this year? Do you know? No clue. Anyways. Um, another tidbit, one last tidbit for the NBA. Our man Charles Barkley, looking at joining Live in his own capacity. They've they presented an offer for him to come commentate. Um, that's just funny to me. You know, sorry to cut you off, but it, it just furthers the whole golf but louder thing. Like, of course they can't get like, of course like they can't host real golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. So why why get a real golf announcer? Right. No, I mean. It's funny to me because uh, Charles Barkley, like last year or maybe two years ago, was like, I'm probably going to hang it up commentating when this contract expires. I don't want to die on TV. It's not to say that he's like getting into some long term deal with Liv, but the money must be good. The money must be good. I mean, he did say publicly that he would he would kill for, for the money that the, the Liv golfers were making. Yeah. So and then just like that, they they reached out. They put two and two together. They yeah. said this is a guy who could talk about golf. Not a broadcast I would want to listen to. You know what? I would. I think uh, the inside the NBA team is incredibly entertaining. Okay, but I'm going to rebuttal with this. They don't actually talk about the games. Well, they they don't commentate live. No, they don't. I think if they were commentating, I think if they were doing live, it'd be a disaster. (laughs) Nobody nobody (laughs) wants those guys doing play-by-play and color commentary. But that's what they're asking Charles Barkley to do. I think so. Live commentary. Okay. Well, because he did it for... The match, oh, one yeah. or two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, did it most recently for the match. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Um, what else we got here? Um, I do want to talk briefly about the ESPYs. Mm. What are your thoughts about the ESPYs? Not uh, an award show that I watch, but I think the awards hold some sort of weight, I guess. Um, I loved it as a kid. Yeah, I don't really watch it anymore. I mean, I know Steph hosted. I saw some of his clips. Kind of seemed like he was bombing up there. I mean, maybe I'm kind of corny if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought some of his jokes were a little corny. He but was trying to do a little too much. Well, I mean, partially, you know, I think we're just butt hurt 
Celtics fans, well, but I mean, even in general, I think it, you know, it was a little corny. Dude, he was. Does this guy? I mean, I understand we just played them in the finals, but this guy seems like this guy has some pent up animosity for for the city of Boston. That's what it seems. Like. We really gave it to him. That's what it seems like. But uh, I mean, I don't, I'd have to like look to see like who won major awards. Like who's the sports person of the year? Couldn't tell you. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe I'll run, let's run let's run through it. We'll do an SB's recap. Let's see. SB's 2022. Yeah, I mean, right, full list of award winners. Let's go. Do it. Mm, oh, uh, Jimmy V Award for Perseverance, Dick Vitale. I heard he gave an amazing speech. I'll have to rewatch that. Uh, the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award to our boy Albert Pujols. Nice. Um, I'm not going to list off all these, but... Um, Wow, Denver Broncos, humanitarian team of the year, huh? I know Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller's not even on the Broncos anymore. Bryce Young, best college athlete in men's sports. Uh, Jocelyn Alo, best college athletes, women's sports. Oklahoma softball. Damn, she must be a beast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, best NFL player. Curry, best NBA player. Classic. Um, Cooper Cup, best championship performance. Wow. Best game, Chiefs over the Bulls. Or, uh, sorry, Bills. That, that was, was a great that game. That was a great game. That was an amazing yeah, game. Crazy game. Um, won that game. The Chiefs won. Yeah, crazy yeah, game. Yep. Um, best athlete in women's sports, Katie Ledecky. Really? Yep. Best record-breaking performance, Steph Curry. Best team, Warriors. Wow. They weren't the best team. Best athlete in men's sports, Shohei. All right. Yep, yep. Well, they, I, didn't, I mean, they give up a lot of awards. Jeez. I'm not going to yeah, read all these, but... Best driver was a NASCAR, huh? All right. Well, oh, they even give a best bowler award. That's nice. Do they like uh, call that out loud during it? They must, right? Okay, wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Because I know in the Emmys they do some awards behind the scenes yeah, for like producers yeah. and stuff. Because there's best jockey award as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's probably just automatically whoever wins the derby. Right. But um, I only got one more thing, um, and that is that NASCAR is going to be doing a street race throughout the city of Chicago in 2023. Um, you know, I, I think th I think they play nice with Formula One. I don't think there's any rivalry there because Formula One is just, you know, better. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think this is because Formula One is all of a sudden becoming way more popular in the United States. NASCAR is going to try to ride that wave. Right. Right. Um, what does a street race even entail? So they just, they're not obviously putting, like, with, with F1, they set up a track and it's everything like that. With this, it's just literally a street race. Well, F1 does street races. Right. Like, isn't that Bahrain? And, and like F1, they do, like, there's actually a bunch of street races. Mm. Like, Monaco is a street yeah. race. Um, that Miami one was mm. technically a street race. Mm. A street race is just anything that isn't on a traditional, like, racetrack. Right. So then with NASCAR, then um, how is this differ from their usual product, well, which is on an oval? Honestly, NASCAR's kind of been switching up a lot. They did a, they did a race on dirt. Really? Um, if you actually like pay attention to NASCAR, they do some interesting stuff. Wow. Um, but they did a race a on dirt. A that's not uh, afraid to experiment. I mean, most of their races are on an oval-shaped right. track. They do a shit ton of laps. Um, but they do do a couple like road races, which are similar to F1. They like do um, like you know windy tracks and stuff. Um, but a street race, I imagine, will be very similar to an F1 race. They'll just take the. It's like a 2.3 mile circuit throughout the city of Chicago, mm. during, through some of like the marquee streets along the Michigan River, Michigan Lake, wow. like Lake Michigan. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, I think they're just going to set it up and, and do it big. Wow. Well, maybe I'll be tuned in. Well, keep in mind it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year for American racing because that all 2023 is also when that Vegas race is going to come here. Oh yeah. So, wow. We'll be, we'll be we'll be watching. Um, and I guess just to close out uh, on the the business side of things, um, Amazon just announced that they'll be purchasing One Medical, um, which is a primary care uh, organization. This would be their biggest acquisition uh, since, uh, well, first in order, uh, Whole Foods was their largest acquisition, and then MGM, uh, the movie studio, or entertainment studio, and now this company would be their third largest and the first uh, big purchase for new CEO Andy Jassy. So um, Amazon already got into the uh, healthcare space sort of with pill pack that they bought a couple years back and now this. So um, clearly they're not afraid of, uh, you know, continuing to venture into different arms. Um, you know, healthcare, the healthcare industry accounts for like 20% of the American uh, economy. Yeah. Uh, so obviously that's gigantic. But yeah, this company has 188 medical offices in 25 different U.S. markets. You know, Amazon, they, they have, they've yet to really been able to figure out the whole groceries thing. Um, mm. Even though they own Whole Foods, but yeah. I know groceries has been a big thing for them, and they kind of failed at it. Yeah. So why not try pharmaceuticals? Yeah, I'm I'm curious what their their plan is here. I mean, I know obviously the healthcare space is incredibly fragmented, ripe for some uh, infusion of tech. Uh, so we'll, Mark we'll Cuban's been all over that. Yeah. So we'll see what they do there. I mean, they paid a 75% stock premium uh, to get these guys. Oh shit! Yeah. So like th- that means they paid 75% more than what the, their stock the, was valued yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know makes sense, I guess, but. I'm curious to see what they do here. I know uh, it, this is definitely a focus for them moving forward. Apple the other day also released like a 60 or 80 page report also saying how they're poised to uh, perform well in the healthcare space. So these tech giants are uh, making moves. You know, they're certainly going to get the attention of, of Washington. Eventually. So, uh, well, they, they're they better doing be Washington's ready. job for them in these cases. Yeah, they're just, they're just getting it out there. Yeah. But um, that's all I have. So maybe, all maybe right. yeah, we'll wrap, wrap up it up there. there. Um, our pools never, never forget. Yep, yep. We'll leave it there. Yeah.